Hey everyone, welcome to Solving Problems with Jonathan and Kyler. We're the podcast where we talk about real communication problems your church is facing and give you practical steps to solve them. My name is Jonathan Caron, and we're joined as always by Kyler Nixon. Kyler, let's go a little old school. Can you say hey to everybody? Hey guys, <laughs> welcome to a weird, a bit of a weird episode. A little bit. And so here's what we're doing. We we kind of, we had some episodes planned, but we're going to pull off and we're going totally coronavirus. Um, I don't know what the schedule is going to be. I'm going to try to get a few out this week because I know uh, you don't really have a clue what's going on. And none of us do. That's just where we are right now. And so nobody really has a clue what's going on. And so our goal is, since we're not in the weeds of this, we want to give you guys some things to be thinking about and processing through as you plan out the rest of what you're doing. Yeah, you're having to make a, a total 180 pivot, essentially, from how you have traditionally done church and how you did church even, you know, basically a week ago, and now having to figure out how can we reach people online? Um, what are some ways that we can serve people? What does it look like when we don't have a Sunday service? Um, are we still able to meet? You know, and some of those things, like, obviously, we we can't necessarily help you with, but we're hoping that we'll just um, be able to kind of elevate, like, above the situation since you're working in the weeds, like you're in the trenches right now, and it's maybe hard to kind of see like everything. And so Jonathan and I are hoping to just provide some, some help and support to give you some ideas for how to do ministry, how to reach your community. Um, and over the next you know few podcast episodes, there'll be more coronavirus communication um, stuff. But for today, I just wanted to share some, some helpful information uh, and some, some ideas for you to serve your community a little bit better. So we're recording this. It's currently 12.08 on Monday, March 6th, uh, 12.08 Eastern, 12.09 now. Uh, so we'll put 16th. this out later, March 16th. What did I say? Yeah, 6th. <laughs> oh, no, it's 16th. If yeah. it was March 16th, this podcast episode wouldn't, or March 6th, yeah, this wouldn't be relevant at all. Prophetic. But uh, we're going to try to get this out later today. And then tomorrow, on Tuesday the 17th, I'm doing an episode with Wes Gay. We're going to be talking about um, the things you should be talking about. How do you minister to people who are at home? who normally aren't home. And then later this week, um, hopefully talking with Eric Williams about um, how do you talk with the people who might be thinking, hey, we're not doing the right thing right now. You shouldn't be canceling church or who think this isn't a big deal. How do we talk to those people in a loving and caring way um, and explain to them why we're doing what we're doing? So really uh, PR with that and just relationships. But today we're talking about how do we reach people uh, when we don't have church on Sunday mornings in a building? How do we reach people online? And uh, when the thing that our whole world's built around Sunday morning kind of has disappeared. So Kyler, you and I have been emailing back and forth the past day or so. What's the number one thing you want to talk about today? Well, one of the things I'll, I'll mention, you know, you, you gave the time and the date that we're recording this for a reason. And that's because even since, you know, last, last week, like everything is, has changed so, so much. So like even some of the ideas we were emailing about yesterday, um, you know, the CDC came out with that recommendation of cutting from 250 to 50 people. And so some of these ideas like aren't great. And if we end up going into like a lockdown, like some of them may not may not work. So obviously just use like your sound judgment with that and realize that we're recording this as of the CDC saying recommendations of under 50 people gathering and there's currently not a forced lockdown. But um, I think the biggest thing that I want to express is um, that there are a ton of ways that you can care for people um, during your community or in your community during during this time. Um, you know, you look at people who are probably the most susceptible um, to this virus. You're looking at, you know, elderly people, immunocompromised, um, you know, 
maybe even p- parents with kids who are going to be struggling a little bit if they have to work and their kids are home or whatever. So I think the biggest thing that I'd love to focus on is like, how can we serve those people um, and really care for those people? Like, obviously, everybody has probably seen or heard you should live stream your service and we won't probably get into a ton of that stuff. I think that's smart. I think it makes sense. But I think I'd really like to focus on like, how can we serve people in our community that are going through a tough time or going to go through a tough time and are maybe pretty overwhelmed or worried about what what you know, kind of the other side of this thing is going to look like. And a lot of, I know a lot of school systems are saying that they're going to be providing drive-through lunches for kids. Uh, that's the first thought that most people went to um, was how to, where do the kids get their food from? So I think most school systems are taking care of that, thankfully, but um, people still need groceries. People do, they still need other things. So um, I would just think through what does it look like in your community, your church body, um, are there some elderly people who don't need to be going out that you can get their grocery list and go pick up groceries from them, uh, for them and, and take them to their house or meals? Um, this is a real chance for us to not only reach people outside of our church, but to really invest in caring for the people inside our church. Right. For sure. I had, I saw a cool, um, post from Jeff Henderson from Gwinnett church. And he was talking about how they've had, they're having their staff call them in everybody on staff, call a minimum of five people per day and check in on them. Um, and maybe you have a smaller staff and that's not like super practical or whatever, but I think the, the sentiment is really cool, right? Like if you have a few, few people or a few key volunteers or even like, you know, pastors and their spouses or, you know, key, you know, ministry leaders or whatever, and just saying, Hey, let's go through and just check in on everybody. Like what is, what do people need? Um, what can we provide for them? And honestly, that would probably be a great first step. Um, you know, we're providing some ideas just based on some thoughts that we had, but the best way to find out what people need is just to ask. <laughs> so being able to connect with people in your church and say, you know, Hey, we're here to serve you during this time. Like, what do you need? How can we pray for you? Um, I think that that was a, a really, really cool um, idea to figure out how they can, how churches can serve those people in, in okay. their church and in their community. Essentially, we're going back to the old school phone phone tree. Yeah, you call these yeah, people, exactly. you, and those people. I mean, it's, it's just um, it feels weird for me and Kyler to be saying that because uh, we're on the younger end of this. But I mean, for those of you who have been doing this for a long time, revert back to when you started. What did you do before the internet? How did you take care of people and just pull those tools back out? Uh, one thing I do want to mention to switch gears a little bit, I literally just got off a call with another church uh, talking to them about this. And um, there's a balance that we're seeing like this past weekend. And I, I don't, I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way, but I'm going to use this as an example. So uh, forgive me if it's a little callous. I don't think it is. But last weekend was the first weekend after 9-11. If you remember back to 2001, that, I mean, 9-11 happened on a Tuesday. We all came into church on Sunday there was a ton of fear there. No one knew what was going on. So we were very cautious about our tone and uh, how we did things. Um, but if you remember, I think it was the next week SNL came back or maybe in that week. And, um, Lauren Michaels asked Rudy Giuliani, he goes, can we be funny? And the idea was, yes, we need you to be funny. We need you to be life giving and to give us some sense of normalcy. So one of the things I would suggest you do over the next little bit, as you have some time, hopefully, is figure out some fun, quirky things you can do to bring a laugh to the people in your community. Uh, don't go over the top if it's not your personality, but if it is your personality, play into that. Have some fun. Uh, do some things. One thing that I had the idea of doing that um, I just haven't been able to 
find the time with some friends of mine. There was a guy who put out a um, 64 team bracket for fast food restaurants. Since we don't have the NCAA tournament, he uh, he ranked all of the fast food restaurants into four 16 team regions. And uh, I've seen some fun things on Twitter with this, but I think it would be hilarious for you to pick four people from your staff. Um, if you're still meeting in the office, you could film it this way, or you could actually go onto Zoom and film the four of you on Zoom and just argue through the top 64 fast food restaurants and pick a winner. Yeah, and post like it 16 online locally or something. You know, something like you can you can get creative with however you want to structure that. But that bracket idea is awesome. Yeah, we don't have sports right now, guys. So like <laughs> any type of argument stuff we can rank we can have fun like those are the things people are craving and they want that so if you could figure out a way that works in your context to do that i think you're going to get a lot of engagement i think you're going to lift the spirits of a lot of people around you yeah I, I really i love that idea um a lot of it too can be done online you know before we jumped on i was thinking like now's an incredible time to create that content that you haven't been able to create like if you're a senior pastor one man show and you're traditionally spending, you know, 15, 20, 25 hours a week preparing for your sermon, like you don't need to just lose that time. Like you can continue to start kind of creating content for people. It's just going to, the outcome and what's on the other side of that is going to look um, a lot different than it did before with that bracket idea is awesome. Uh, I tweeted this yesterday and I've, I've said this in a couple of conversations with some people, but uh, this is the time for your family pastor to shine. Uh, families are together more than they normally are. Uh, they don't really have anywhere to go. So uh, your kids ministry, your family ministry, it's a time for them to really come through with resources and uh, with things online. Uh, one thing I've seen some churches do over this weekend that I thought was great was they did uh, kids programming on Facebook Live. Uh, I think that's an incredible idea because chances are most of your parents are never going to see what your kids actually do because they don't volunteer in kids. So putting that on there. Um, you can only watch so many episodes of Paw Patrol during a week and with kids being out of school or whatever, uh, I think doing that and putting some of those things online could be uh, a great opportunity, especially for if you did kids worship. Um, I don't think every church does this, but I know my church that we currently go to and the one we went to in Knoxville before we left, uh, kids worship was done via video. They watched a video in their room and sang along with that. So kids are used to singing along with what's on the TV. So if you were, if you were to have a kids ministry leader come in and uh, lead us in a couple songs, it'd be cool for families to sing along with their kids. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's tons of those things online. I mean, old VBS stuff is on YouTube and uh, tons of, you know, little kids specific like worship stuff. Um, I mean, if you're like a family pastor or, or even if you're not, and you're just wanting to serve families, like just send out an email or make a post with like 10 YouTube videos or, or like make a playlist or something like that with worship songs that your kids can, can go through or like books that they can read or whatever. Like I saw, um, did you see Kelly Hartnett's post in the story brand Slack channel? The other uh, day? I don't, I don't know if I saw on story, but I, but I know okay. she put something on Facebook that she's doing a live book reading for kids yeah. or for people every day. 
Yeah, I thought that was an awesome idea. Like if you're a children's pastor or just grab a volunteer or something like that, and she's and she's doing a live book reading for 30 minutes, just grabbing a, a children's book off the shelf and just reading it on Facebook Live or Zoom um, instead of, you know, giving your kids the iPad for the day or whatever, like you're able to give them something that they can actually watch and maybe even engage with depending on the situation. But I think you just have to think outside the box, like what are some creative ways that we can engage with our kids? What are some ways that we can equip parents to engage with their kids, especially when you think about people who have to work from home. Like is your, is your kid's daycare shut down? Uh, they're still having, we're, we pulled the kids out of daycare cause Nicole okay. work, my, my wife works with cancer patients. So we're going over okay. the top trying to keep kids, uh, keep Nicole safe so that she can take care of her patients. So my kids right. are, they're at their grandma's today, but they'll be home with me a couple days this week. Yeah. So like, think about like the Jonathans of the world who work from home or, or maybe now have been forced to work from home and have to, you know, keep their kids occupied during the day when their work schedule is changing. And not only that, it's a great opportunity to not just like give them content and like crap to kind of fill their minds because I mean, you can do that with Netflix or Paw Patrol or whatever, but literally giving them something that's really engaging and that teaches them about Christ. Like you have, you have a really cool opportunity now where you have access, you know, quote unquote, to those kids and those families. Um, they have, you have their attention a lot more during the week than you have in the past. So I just think, get creative with how you can, you can serve that audience. Here's a specific idea for that. You could schedule a Facebook live every day during the week at noon and your kids ministry people or someone just reads from the Jesus storybook Bible and teaches a small mini lesson, a, a small kids devotional it takes 15 minutes, but that 15 minutes lets mom and dad eat a sandwich without the kids being all over them or go to the bathroom or something else without the kids being all over them. And just so it's a way to both disciple the kids in your church, but also serve the parents in your church that are stuck home with their kids trying to figure this whole thing out at the same time. So that's just a thought that you could do. It's an easy win. My guess is you already have the Jesus storybook Bible somewhere around uh, your office. Another thing with kids though, it's kids or whatever. Um, a friend of mine got this email from a guy, uh, one of the leaders on his staff earlier today. So he sent me the email. He said, as we move forward into uncharted territory, we are going to double down on what we can control. We encourage you to take this time to recalibrate. Think about the things that are most important and how you can take this time to improve. And then they sent out a link to podcasts, to books, to videos, and things that people could be doing during this time while they're not at home or other things, or while they're not at work. But it's just not a way to resource people in this time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to is just like equipping people to kind of get through this and a couple more ways to distract people from what's going on and minister at the same time. Um, the idea of a, an online streamed prayer gathering. I saw this done from a church. They did it on zoom, but you could do it on Facebook as well. Uh, Facebook live, you allow people to uh, put their prayer requests in the comments or email them in if they're more confidential. Uh, you could have a, worship leader playing guitar with you or next to you or whatever. If you wanted to do some music personally, I find that a little awkward, but some churches really love Some people really love that as well. So whatever works in your context, but to just spend 15 minutes um, once a week or daily or whatever, praying together as a church for your community, for your families, for the country, prayer centers us around what's supposed to be a big deal. And by taking the 15 minutes to do that, you're centering your people around what's important. So that's one way to do it. Another one that you could do um, 
again, this, this is more distraction, but I think in the long run, it could really help people get to know your church better. You could do an AMA with different staff members. And uh, if you, if you don't know AMA, AMA is ask me anything. So you could do, um, put a post and say, Hey, we're going to go live this evening doing an AMA with our discipleship pastor. If you have any questions that you want to know from him or her, put them in the comments here. And then, so that way you have some preloaded questions, but then people could show up and it's just a way to introduce the people on your staff who may not get platformed on a weekend. And um, when people know who, who is leading them, they're more likely to be led by them. So that allows you to let people get a little behind the curtain a little bit and see more of who it is that's actually leading. Because hopefully by doing that, they'll want to get involved more once things get a little bit back to normal. Yeah, for sure. I think we've given a lot of great ideas for like how to engage with your your church, but I also, you know, want to challenge you to like get engaged with your community. Um, I know right now it's kind of tough depending on your city and, and what's going on in, in your state and kind of the outbreak there and all that type of stuff. But, um, you know, supporting your community by having delivery from a local business if they're still open, um, you know, delivering local business food to yeah, local business. Like I'm not talking about like chain stuff, like a mom and pop, like on, on main street in your town, like doing stuff like that, supporting, um, you know, local first responders, uh, that probably are working, uh, have kind of weird, weird shifts going on and all that stuff, get, you know, send them food to the, you know, the police station or whatever. Um, especially with, uh, hospitals, nurses, all that type of stuff. Like I know Jonathan's wife is a nurse. My wife is a nurse. Um, and I know that they're kind of having to start working a little bit more and their roles are kind of, kind of starting to shift a little bit. So, you know, delivering local food to somebody like that. And obviously you want to be careful, like be safe, be sanitary, but, um, find ways to support people in your community with no expectation of, of return. Um, you don't have a Sunday service for at least the next likely eight weeks. And so it's like, how can we reach people and be the church um, that God has called us to be in our community? Let's serve the people in our church and equip the people in our church. But at the same time, find ways to um, support, you know, the organizations in our community that are really kind of on the front lines of this, whether that's a food bank, whether that's the hospitals, whether that's you know, first responders or whatever that, you know, those people might be teachers who are going to be out of work or are going to be, you know, home for a little bit. Like, how can we support these people um, more than what we normally do? And one thing I'll say with that, I, I agree with everything, but before you go about doing some of these, I would check with the people you're trying to work with. For sure. Um, what happens a lot of times in these situations is the church has a great idea they want to do and they end up overwhelming people because everyone's doing the same thing. And so if yeah. you're wanting to send food to the hospital for the nurses and X department, well, if it's the same day that three other churches do that, then it just gets overwhelming and they end up throwing a lot of it away or they may for have sure. special procedures. Yeah. So just reach out. If you have someone in your church that works in the, in the uh, medical field and you want to do something in the medical field, like my church, uh, we are heavily medical. We have two giant hospitals in our town. We have a lot of doctors. One of them's a teaching hospital. So we have a lot of medical people. So that's a big deal for our church and how we can reach out and help them. But we always make sure we talk to people who are there doing it before so that we don't do it the wrong way. But uh, we've mm -hmm. taken about yeah. 20 minutes of your time at this point. Kyler, is there anything that we missed that you that's like burning inside you you want to get off here? 
No, um, I just want to end with like, you know, we're, we're trying to keep things really practical, but we also don't want to skip over the fact that like this is kind of overwhelming and it, it can be a little bit scary. And, um, you know, we know that like as a pastor, you're, you're a person too, <laughs> like, or a communications leader or whatever. Like, I know that you're dealing with kind of all these things too. Like maybe your kids are at home from school or, um, you're not quite sure financially what's going to happen on the other side of this. And like, we're, we're here. Um, if you ever need somebody just to you know, vent to or whatever, like send us an email. That's totally fine. Um, we're, we're praying for you. Um, we want to be a source of encouragement for you and, um, we're all in this together. So we're, we're here, we got your back. Um, and we're, we're thinking about and praying for your churches. If we can help in any way, we're going to put out some more of these this week. Um, these are just ideas because I know you're in the weeds, you are overwhelmed and you've never done this before. So, uh, if we can help in any way, I am at Jonathan underscore Corone on Facebook and Instagram or on Twitter and Instagram. Jonathan Crone on Facebook. Kyler, you are at... I'm taking a break from social media, though, so the best way to get a hold of me is probably kyler at kylercreative.com. Well, there you go. All right, so we'll be back uh, hopefully tomorrow. If not, it'll be uh, a couple of days uh, with a couple more things for you. But if you have questions, feel free to reach out. Uh, take a deep breath. We're going to get through this. Uh, I think that God's going to be able to do some really cool things through it. Uh, we just have to keep pushing forward. Uh, we'll be back this week with some more things for you. Uh, we hope that... You get some sleep tonight. We hope you eat a good meal and we will see you soon.